0: When we start with the words of the parsha, talks about the seirim, the goyim, Lashem, Lazuzel, of Yom Kippur. So the pusek says V'nus Naharim Alshnas Seirim Garudas. Rashi explains Mamad Echad Biyamin VeEchad B'Smoil, right? It was one on the right side and one on the left side. So the words from he brings that Chazal teach us that it was a good siman if the goyim Lashem came out on the on the right side. In the right hand, it was a goidel, so technically it could have come, you know, on either side, but it came on the right side, and the lazuzel came on the left. So he explains why is that so, what difference did it really make, right? Whichever one it was, you just put it on that uh, sewer and send them off. So he explains that the suor lazuzel was the idea of pushing away the avirus of Eden. It was being doikha and, and that's how it was being matar Eden from the avirus. The suor lazuzel was about being makar of Nishmash Yisroel to the Kaddisha and bringing them back to the Shodash. So you have the Sul azuzel being doicha, the psaelus, and the Sul hashem being makariv, the yidin. So he says that reminds us of what Chazal teaches oil small We know it by tenek yaitza ishe, right? And that's why, um, because the Sul azuzel was being doicha, that's why it was good when that was being done by ad smoil, and the Sul hashem which was being makariv, it was good when that was being done with the yadimim. So that was the good simon. And this is just a, a, you know, a typical idea of what Chazal teach teaches, small doichim in mekarves, just another example of it, but you know it, it, was, it was such a heilig avoide Yom Kippur, and it was so important, and it was important to be done the right way. Very often people are being mekayim, the makarv and the doicha, and they just mix it up a little bit. Now, maybe it's not a, a terrible thing, because as long as you're doing both of them, and you should be doing both of them, but the good simon is when it comes out the right way. And when you, and when you make sure that it comes out, that was even when it's more like a girl it's not always exactly the way you thought it would be but if you make sure it comes out that one is being done via yamin you're doing the right one via yamin and the right one via samuel that's when you have a good balance and you know sometimes people just get it mixed up So I talk to people both of them in regard to chinachabuna but then in all relationships showing bias obviously I say you know you're giving a lot of compliments yeah I compliment my wife are you also making sure that you know things don't go the wrong way yeah I do that too but you know just the balance of it sometimes if you if you're up the the mekarv, the yimim mekarvus, and you'll and you'll down little the small doicha, and you'll have both of them there, not one without the other. You know that's when that's when it's um, that, that that's when it brings about the results that we're really looking for. And you know, I, I said this in the past. I don't know if you, you know, heard it from me, but um, the reason why we need a small doicha and a yimim mekarvus, when you think about it, you could just you could just do one after the other, right? You could you could first go to Kain Gudel himself could have done that, right? He could have first taken one out. With the right hand, and then taking a second one out with the right hand, that would be great. Like this, you make sure it comes out the right hand. The answer is that no, you need both at the same time. Being small doichim in is not to be done one after the other; it's to be done together. A balance of a relationship, a balance of of, 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 of is when there is the even makaravus and there is the small doich, and it's just about the proportion and, and the ratio that, that that really makes all difference. So let me let me um, read a question over here. Hmm. I'm going to change a word or two, just just to make it a little more uh, understandable for everyone. I'm just mentioning it, you know, just in case the questioner is wondering. Okay, the uh, Choyd, Rabbi Gruen. My husband and I are following along very closely to each year. We have internalized it and are working on improving our relationship with our children. We are seeing positive results. Mm-hmm. I realize now that this was sent in after a chinach course that I gave... And that's what it was referring to. But I, I, I guess I put it away for this year because it wasn't so relevant for the khinach share. Okay. I know that this idea of understanding people's personalities and seeing why some people are more sensitive, more critical, applies to sexual bias as well. And not only to khinach. I was wondering if you can advise me on my situation. It has been sitting on my mind since the beginning of marriage and I, and I have yet to figure it out. It would mean a lot to me if you can respond. We are now married for, let's call it 10 plus years. Murakshma, we have a very good shown bias. I respect my husband very much for who he is in every area. I hold him in high, high esteem and love giving him the last word and making decisions since he has a clear, deep, Tyric understanding. My husband is a very deep analytical observant, mayvindvahdva, with a clear perspective. This makes his learning also be on a very high level. He understands people, situations, and the world around him very well. I deeply respect the side of him. As always, it comes with a flip side. He's critical of other people. Mokshima, I don't feel this toward me. And it bothers him when others do wrong to him or to others, when others have an incorrect ashkafa. He will tell me about it, his reactions, his comments to other people. He also enjoys tearing apart other people's hashkafas and ideas and criticizing it. Now, I do hold of his end result, since he does have a very, very clear Amazdic approach. However, the conversation is usually talking about other people and saying Lashon Hara. I did not mention yet that he is quite sensitive and critical by nature. And he tells it to me all the time, and I love him for that. Therefore, I know it's important for me to understand him, validate him. But what about Shemir Salashin? He already is an adult. It's different than with a child. I know clearly that I'm not supposed to change him, and therefore I have not done so all these years. However, it truly bothers me since I am the opposite nature, very forgiving, love to make shalom, totally not observing other people, and very easygoing. Please advise. Thank you. Okay, so it's a very good question. It's actually a little similar to something that we covered uh, recently in the Yiddish Shire about a woman who was complaining that her husband was... Uh, ridiculing um, different sigillas different things different uh, but it's obviously coming from a little different angle what she's saying basically is that my husband is very erlich and very deep and usually right You know, people say that you know, at the end of the day he's right but the way he does it and he and he does away with other people's ashkoff and he's very sharp about it and and criticize other people, and that's something I really don't like, so what do I do? And she mentioned the middle, I'm just picking one word first, and I understand that he's not a child anymore, so I guess it's different with an adult than with a child, what she means to say is that, you know, if someone's a child, and sometimes the way to be Mechanechim is not by attacking him, but by just teaching him, but in this case, he's already older, so I think that, you know, what do I do about that? Now, a very good question, a very good question. Understanding, respecting understanding and respecting and even appreciating personality differences, first of all, is, 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 is tremendous and a very good starting point for any kind of help in any relationship. Okay? And this is what I wrote my book about, and this is what I teach about very often. So the fact that a, a woman married for ten years could be so different than her husband, right? So such a natural naturally different perspective, right? She's very forgiving and easygoing and tolerant and he's so critical and sharp and, 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 and you know, the fact that she could be understanding of that and even respect it. I think, I think it's tremendous. I think it's something to learn from. And I'm just mentioning it because I think everyone has to learn from that. Saying that somebody should be just like me or thinking that somebody should be just like me or why is that person not like me if something must be wrong or you know, where do we go? We can't get along. We don't, we don't seem to agree. You know, that, that's all, you know, it's all trivial when you think about it. I mean, it's so healthy to understand that people are different. And in this case, it's clear that you and your husband are very different. And it's okay to be different. And the fact that you're okay with it is, is, is tremendous. Tremendous. Now, obviously there will be situations where where it's it's, it's more relevant, the differences are more relevant, and there are going to be situations where you won't get along, you won't know what to do. Well, there's ways to deal with that. Talk about it often. But so often, that's mummish, mummish, a small percent of the situations that people have problems with. So often the problems are starting from the fact that we don't agree on something, and it bothers me, and why does he think differently than I do, and he's not respecting my opinion, and I don't respect his opinion, and all that. And and that's that's definitely something that's, you know, something to, to... I don't want to. I don't want to call it. We should be bigger than that, or older, or more mature than that. But something's just understanding that people are different, and that's how we're wired, and it's okay. And our differences don't aren't personal. and There's nothing, nothing challenging about it, and, and you don't have to get defensive about it. That's that's definitely something uh, very, very big. Now, when it comes to anything like this, right? In this case, it's a shemitah solution question. Let's call it. Um, we do it. We, we all have the same Torah mitzvahs. Okay. So, if anyone to say that you know what's important to me is not important to you, and etc. That, that would be wrong. We all have the same Torah mitzvahs. So if something is wrong for me to do, it's wrong for you to do. And if it's wrong for someone else to do, it's not a question. At the same time, we all gravitate to different parts of Torah mitzvahs for some reason. And when I say some reason, I mean to say that for some people it's, it's a natural thing. Some people it's a personality thing. They're more careful about certain mitzvahs. They think that certain ones are more important. Because to them it's more important that they understand it more. And, and, and certain ones they think are less important let's call it which which obviously is wrong which obviously is wrong it's not a question I mean, because, I mean just to bring out that naturally what's important to someone or something that looks like it's a terrible thing to one person to another person something else is more terrible and it's funny because when, when it gets down to it sometimes there are ways to understand you know and then all of a sudden you have well usi mishal and being on the sometimes be even worse. You know, there's very many ways to look at these things, and a lot of times it has to do with Things that in certain places or certain kehillas or certain uh, backgrounds were, were considered more chomer, right, more more important than other places. You know, it, it's 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 just how things go. What's considered in in one place something terrible could be somewhere else um, not as terrible. Let's call it. And you know, and we all have this. in other words, as much as we're not going to want to hear it, as much as when it comes to certain things, we'll look at things like a you know, but it says, you know it's, a, it's not an excuse to say that where I, where I grew up it wasn't. but at the end of the day, we're all like that. There are people that we will be mis with, and people we won't be mis with, because this person is doing something we, we can relate to and something else. You know well, the story I don't, I don't know where I heard this. I, th- I think it's a, 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 a well-known story about a guy who was, he came to a community, and he felt that they were very not. Um, Mahmer and things that were in his community very very chomer, whether it was men and women, I don't know what the what the issue was that he was very turned off about. And then and then um, I came to getting an aliyah. Maybe somebody who hears this will give me a source for this. Um, then when I came to giving an aliyah, they, so they call out someone to an aliyah, and all of a sudden everyone went, like quiet. And somebody said "How can you give him an aliyah? He said a lie last week." Those guys think to themselves, "He said a lie." <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe sometimes even by getting an aliyah, somebody could say he's a koin or alive. He's saying a lie as he gets an aliyah. Like, what's the big deal? So he said a lie. Who doesn't? And to him, other things that these people were doing were like totally, he couldn't, like he would never give these people an aliyah in his kehilah, but for other reasons. And all of a sudden he's hearing that somebody who, had, who said a lie, you know, shouldn't be getting an aliyah. Now, saying a lie is a daraisa. Not a question. Uh, nobody should, should, should take it lightly. All I mean to say is that we, we gravitate towards different things. And sometimes you'll see someone doing something, you'll be wondering, like, how could he do that? And I, I'm not excusing it. I'm not justifying it. At all. And... and, and like I said, we all have the same Torah It's just sometimes important to understand both the personality difference, which I started off with, which already makes it so much easier to understand. You know, my husband isn't more critical by, by, by nature. He's not being critical. He's not being negative. He, he is critical. And maybe he is negative. And it's just how he is. So I accept him for that. And I'm okay with it. And especially if, he's, if he sees it in himself as well. You know, it just makes it more, more easy to, you know, to, to deal with now there are places that, and the reason why I'm mentioning it is because I, I don't know who your husband is I don't know where he grew up I don't know who his who his who Rebbe or Ruv or Dashtar is but, but there are those that are more critical of other people I'm not excusing any kind of delusion and aspect I'm just saying that sometimes when somebody has a very passionate someone, someone's very passionate about certain ashkofa and it brings him to be very passionate about people who are holding different than his ashkofa, he, he may be quoting someone he may, be, he may have grown up with that kind of attitude so, yeah, it's nice to talk nicely about other people. And, and I personally have my own, you know, feeling about these kind of things and my own way of dealing with things. I could think that this is very wrong, personally. I, I could feel that putting down someone else's as ashkofer to promote yours or to think that it's really a contradiction and to think it's black and white and it's either one or the other. I, I can have my own opinions about all this. And a lot of it will have to do with my personality and, and who I'm being macabre from. You know, I'm just, it's just important to, to think about this. Now, there were, and, and the reason why I'm saying this, there were G'dayli rule. They were who were very passionate about certain things in Yiddishkeit, and they were very passionate about people who held differently. And to them, someone who held differently was was doing the worst thing in the world. Sometimes they would even talk against others. I don't want to mention any names, but but they were they were they definitely were. now. Doesn't mean that we can do everything that we see Israel doing. And if he's if a, if a big ruv or dashter spoke against something, doesn't mean that we could all do it now. Maybe not. But then again, maybe maybe they knew that that's what they were teaching people. I mean, they say a story about one of the big tzaddikim. Again, it's probably well known, but I'd rather not say a name. And they came to tell him that in the chayder, in his chayder, uh, boys were talk negative about a very big tzaddik, a well-known tzaddik from the Tzaddik Adar. And he thought about it for a moment, and he said, better that way than being influenced by, by Ron Ashkofa. Now, is everyone going to agree with that approach? Well, of course not. But that, that's just how it is between the daily Israel and the Well, all I'm just mentioning it is that you know, when somebody is belittling things, Niddishkeit, and it's coming from a Kalus it's coming from a certain, um, you know, kalkite, He's just not interested, and he's putting people down, and he's not a pleasant person. And he's just, you know, it's a bigger problem than when somebody believes in what he's doing, and he's doing it in the name of Hashem. And it could be very wrong, could be even more wrong sometimes. But it's just something to understand. Something to understand. Now obviously, like I said, it's very possible that you could be very passionate about something and not put anyone down. And it's very possible that it's even better. And it's very possible that a lot of tzaddikim knew the balance. They knew how to be very opposed to a certain hashkuf and mindset and still be very accepting of the people you know, who are saying it and it didn't take away from any kind of a haf-tisru. There's a There's a lot about that. There's a lot about that. But you know, there's, there's, there's different ways that people deal with things. There's a, there's a cute saying, a word from the havas from um, Vishnitz. The once said that every tzaddik they show him from Shemayim that, um, that his you know, sham or his derech and whatever it is, is is the right way and that's fine so the Kligah tzaddik, the smart one knows that the other one they also showed that so while I'm very certain about my way being right it's because that's what they showed me or that's what I was able to be masik let's call it but I understand that someone else was masking something else and they showed him something else well, okay you, you could. Yeah. that was definitely also a, a, a way of, of seeing things now And I'll tell you more than that. Sometimes there's actually something truth about it. Sometimes you see someone's very critical about other people. And at the end of the day, you know, he's right. At the end of the day, he's right. And again, I'm not saying that he's right for expressing it that way. And I'm not even saying he's right for looking at people like that. But sometimes, you know, you see someone's being critical about things. And you tend to wonder, like, why being so critical? I mean, you think it, you know, he has a point. I heard someone tell me this about a a relative of his who was was very critical about people and, and, and always saying things that were like out of the box and putting down things. He said, you know, at the end of the day, he always had a good point. All I mean to say is that sometimes when somebody has a good point and like you're saying, your husband is intelligent and smart and he, you know, he, he sees through a lot of things it just makes it harder for someone sometimes to overlook things that, that cause him to you know, get a little worked up about when, when he, you know at the end of the day, m- maybe he's right maybe, maybe he's right, so that's just something to, you know, to, to think about I remember hearing from Al-Tachsid the who was after the war, and he was used to he saw a lot of big tzaddikim before the war and he took one of his little girls, a young daughter to a certain Teish, a certain rebbe and um, you know when, when, and this is going back a lot of years ago so we're talking about somebody who today is definitely you know, considered from the, from the tzikador, someone that everyone has their heads for and he was just repeating to me that you know he came out when he came out of the tissue whatever it was and he met his daughter a little girl she said something like Tati does he really mean it like come on and he was he was twinkling in his eye and telling me you know just a smart Polish idol you can't, you can't fool a Kligah Polish idol there's different attitudes there are people that appreciate when people aren't gullible there are people that appreciate when people see through things and there are people that don't there are people that will look at them and say you know what kind of chinuch is that now again I'm not saying what's right and wrong I'm just trying to bring out that understanding the, the, the different mindset different outlook people have just makes it easier to deal with you don't get upset about it you don't wonder about it you don't think it's some um, you know it, 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 it's, it's coming from where it's coming and there's just something to understand now as long as people are debating ideas and as, as long as people are passionate about ideas and not about other people that's sometimes it's not even a problem at all where, where people are allowed to be passionate about ideas and debate them and, and be very strong about opinions that's fine it's when people start talking about people and get personal and put down other people who think a certain way you know, that's obviously where it becomes more of, more of a Shmir solution issue so sometimes you just have to notice that difference and, 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 and know what you're dealing with now you're not supposed to be your husband's Mashgir or madrich. you're not supposed to be his Mechanech Okay, and this is a general idea. Now, obviously, over here, it's already affecting you and what's going on around the table and what's being spoken about at home and what you're listening to. I understand, but just just remembering, you're not here to be mechanoch someone. Now, there's still ways without being mechanoch someone to say something, to say a clear message, to tell someone how you feel about it. You don't have to shy away. It's okay to voice an opinion, And, and and this has to be done very. Uh, politely and, and, and intelligently. I remember hearing from someone, it was interesting, something similar. And your mom was telling me that his grandparents, when he, he grew up, his grandfather was very critical of people, similar to what you're describing over here. And he was constantly, you know, mocking like this one said, Dad, this one doesn't know what he's talking about, some people are fooling themselves, whatever. He was, he was critical about other people and he was expressing it often. His grandmother, who was similar to what this questioner is is, is, is describing, was very Tolerant and very soft-spoken and couldn't handle when people spoke not nicely about other people and she would always say Why do we have to talk about other people? She always said it with a certain respect She, to, she, she never said it in, in, a, in a critical or challenging condescending kind of way Like, oh, again you're talking about other people What's with you? Who do you think you are? Never did that It was always respectful And it was always in a certain cute, gentle way Why is it necessary to talk about other people? and the, you know, the whole, the whole um, house the children they're all used to it already okay? Zaidi's is going to start saying something like that and Babi is going to leave Zuhur, and she's going to say why do we have to be why do we have to talk negatively about other people and the conversation basically stopped over there now was she being Makhanechem she wasn't and it wasn't her job to. and she had respect for him and he was a Khushev person by the way he was, saying he was an a person he wasn't coming from you know, looking to talk bad about other people she wasn't being Makhanechem was she putting him down and challenging him also not did she ever end up changing him also not also, now this went on for years. This is what they grew up with. He was not saying that. She, but did she accomplish something? Yeah, she did. She made a statement. She didn't go along with something she felt wasn't right. She wasn't listening to something she didn't feel comfortable listening to. And she knew how to put a stop to the conversation. Did it not happen again? No, it did happen again. But there's something about expressing something in a very nice and gentle way after understanding that somebody you know, could be doing it, not because they're bad, and not because they need you to give them this, and certainly not because they need you to put them down, but just because it's a, it's a gentle way of saying, I, I don't appreciate this conversation. I just heard from a brother in law of mine who lost his, lost his father during this, uh, this coronavirus season. And he said something interesting. I'll tell you what it is. A recantor from Mansi, a big tzaddik, a big And he, he told me that when he was young, he was, a, I think, a Bukhari, he said. His father told him once, he was talking to me. you know, the tzaddik comes to heaven with their own disjointness, with their own problems, and everyone has their things that they have to work on. He said, you know, for me, for example, I never spoke negatively about another Yid. Statement from somebody who was then probably like 40, 50 years old. I never spoke negatively about another yid, and I'm not going to get schaaf written shemayin because it's not my I'm disgusted from, from speaking negatively about another yid. He said years later somebody reminded him of that statement and said, you know, you remember you said that you never spoke negatively about another year. Do you remember? He said, yeah, I remember. It was years later, and yeah, he, he was still pretty certain that he never spoke negatively about another year. and he was also certain that it's just not my nesoyin. I don't like it. I can I can't handle hearing it. But it's interesting to see how, you know, we all have our own challenges. What's what's difficult for someone, and maybe even something that he feels is right, is relatively simple for someone else who thinks that it's terrible. And there's a a way to address each other in in, in these kind of things. So when your motive is not to change someone, and when your motive is definitely not to put someone down and make them feel bad, and when it's banked by a certain understanding of, I guess that's how we see things. Maybe he's even right in certain aspects. Maybe this is what he grew up with. Maybe he thinks it's a Yiddish guy thing. Maybe he thinks he's doing the right thing. You know and then you know how to pick up on the point, and like like the example I, I spoke about that that uh, elderly couple, the point of why should we talk about other people as opposed to why do you think you're always right or why do you think only you know the truth, why do you think that nobody else was doing it? no pick up on the part that you call the Shmir solution part and and, and sometimes you you'll accomplish a lot, and there's no reason you shouldn't no reason you should be afraid to say it i I'll tell you is that you know similar to what we start off with. Um, You know, there's the small doichim in makaravas. The amount of respect you have for your husband, and the respect you have for his opinion, which it seems that you have for that matter, if that's something you emphasize and promote all the time, and you keep on mentioning, you know, you're so right. I'm so happy I'm married to you. I'm so happy that you have a clear ashkofa. I'm so happy that you're a makabal from the right dust torah. I feel so comfortable with the way you see things. I love the way. When you promote that very much, and then you say, I'd rather we don't talk about other people. I'd rather the kids don't hear uh, mentioning names about other people doing things wrong. But it was cushioned by the fact that I'm not questioning you and I'm not against you. I'm not challenging you. And there's still something I think would be better if we we're more careful about. You know, that's something that could be taken well. When you're missing all that, you mean and you just go with a small doich of we don't talk and about other people. Even if you say it nicely, sometimes somebody, somebody, sometimes some people will take that personally. Some people will see your Resistance to talking negatively about people who have a different mindset as you don't agree with mine, and they'll take it personally. So yeah, this is something to think about, and it's not. It's, obviously, this is refer- this is both with with um, with adults and with children and everyone. The more you make someone feel comfortable, and the more you're clear about that comfortable message, and the more it's done with respect and then you're firm about what you don't like and there's nothing challenging and you don't back off and it's okay and you could say it once twice, three times and you could even discuss it like let's, let's have a talk about this this is sometimes the way things are spoken about in our house and it would mean so much to me if we could do things everything then chances are your message will be well taken so when it comes with that understanding and sensitivity of understanding what, how someone else sees something and then you, you express it a certain way you know, very often that will work if it doesn't if you're saying it and it's being taken wrong and it's causing friction and, and it's just making things worse, then, then sometimes it's, it's right to back off. Sometimes it's, you know, I, I mentioned this in the past and people didn't like it because it's, you know, definitely out of the box idea. But I mentioned the Toldus. Toldus Yankov Yassir brings from the says that means that sometimes it's Kadai to, to have guests at your home. Even if they're going to be speaking maybe Lushan Harad, which chases away the Shchina, you know, but the Chnus Sarchim is so great that now, the Bashamta didn't say that you should talk L'Shannara by the table. The B'Shamdor didn't say that you should uh, allow people to come talk L'Shannara by a table. But he did say that sometimes letting in certain people who don't know how to control themselves is more important than keeping them out and keeping the Shekhinah in your home. Listen, if the B'Shamdor wouldn't say it, I wouldn't either. But he did. All I mean to say is that sometimes keeping the Shechene in your home by not fighting with your spouse about something he said or said or expressed, you know, that might be the better way. You might want to talk to a Ruv, to know exactly the hilchas shmir solution. How it, uh, how it comes in, um, you know. But but that's something to think about. So if we know how to balance the small Doichi in with respect to a spouse, uh, making them feel very comfortable, and then knowing how to express yourself, and that, that, that small amount, that small like a smaller amount of of just to know how to express yourself when something's bothering you. Even if it wouldn't be aluch, just the fact that it's bothering you and it's getting to your nerves and you're really not comfortable with it, uh, let alone if you think there's actually something wrong with it, I think it's fine. And um, yourself, you can get across almost any message if it's said the right way, and we can live happily ever after. Thank you.